Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, May 17, 2014, and you're tuned in to another episode of The Missy Show. Thank you so much to all our listeners out there. Happy Saturday, Dee. How are you today? Hello, Jay. How are you today? Happy Saturday. Happy gorgeous Saturday. Isn't the day just wonderful? It is a very beautiful Saturday, and you know what? That makes it a perfect day to talk about some bizarre, yet fascinating topics. Yes, Jay. <laughs> yes, it does. The sun is shining. Let's talk about some strange stuff. Exactly. You would think, today. We have you would think I would have saved this for a cloudy day, but, but hey, we're, we're going to talk about it on a beautiful, sunny day. What better day to, than to talk about, you know, cloning and things of that nature? <laughs> exactly. And for anybody out there who wants to join in the conversation, please feel free to give us a call at 347-838-8313. And also be sure to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44. We've got some interesting articles and videos on there for you, and, you know, leave us a comment. We would love to hear it, see it, read it. Exactly. Okay, um... Let's just dive in, Jay. Let's just go on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you start with a topic like this? But um, I know, right? Um, let let me um just start by saying that um none of this stuff is new. You know, this, this is actually kind of older stuff, especially what I'm about to go into the spider goat thing, and definitely the cloning is really older. Um, but the spider goat thing is actually, I guess, from some years ago. But um, I ran across an article about the spider goat. About three in the morning, while I was lying in bed, you know, being a nerd, surfing the web, you know how I do. I'm, I'm just like looking at articles and stuff, and I don't know what I typed in the search engine. I'm, I must have been looking at something about spiders or whatever, and I don't know. And I guess the spider goat thing popped up. Yeah. Um, let me. Okay, first off, let me start by talking about what a spider goat is not. I repeat, okay. this is everything that a spider goat is not. Okay, a spider goat is not a goat with eight legs. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> okay, and it is also not a spider with a goat's head. <laughs> that is also another reason to, you know, put a thanks out there because that would freak me. I'm sorry. When you first started talking about this, it just, I literally, I had never heard of this before, honestly. I had never heard it. And when you would bring this topic up, I thought, that poor child is drunk. She has lost one mind. What is she talking about? And you're like going with it. I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be some truth there somewhere. <laughs> no, well, I, well, no, it, it's not. It's not some type of like creepy goat spider hybrid type of creature that you might see in a science fiction movie. It's not that. I just want to clear that up because I know that's probably what's popping in people's heads that it's some type of monstrous creature out there. That's not what the spider goat is. That popped in my head, Jay. I'm going to admit. <laughs> when I first saw it, you know, before I actually, like, looked at pictures and actually read the article all the way through, that popped in my head, too, you know, and I was kind of freaking out until I read it. Let me give everybody the proper name of what, they're actually, what they actually are. The scientific name is transgenic goat. That's what they are. They're transgenic goats. Um, 
So now I'm going to tell everybody what a spider goat really is. Okay, a spider goat is a normal-looking goat. It's just a regular goat, but there's something different about this goat. Um, I guess in appearance it's regular, but there's something in its genetic code that isn't the same as a normal goat now. Um, okay. What what makes this goat unique is that when it lacks, its milk is full of spider silk protein. Okay. 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 And, and I'm sure you're probably like, how does that work? How does that happen? Yes, and, Dave, how does that happen? <laughs> and, and this is a very um, simplified uh, version of how it happens. You know, and I, I put some stuff on Facebook, and if you want to research it, you can just kind of type in spider goat and you can see more of the um, articles out there. But basically, through genetic engineering, the gene that encodes what they call dragline silk in spiders and dragline silk, that's what the spiders catch themselves with when they're falling. Like if you ever see a spider and it's just like coming oh, straight down and you see that yeah, line, yeah. That, that's the silk. That's the dragline silk. Okay. That makes okay. sense. <laughs> that makes sense. So what they did, they took that gene that encodes for dragline silk and spiders, and they placed it in the DNA of the goats, the part of their DNA that prompts them to make milk. Okay. So basically okay. you you have a goat who has part of its DNA um, that is similar to a spider, not in every way, just that part. When they produce their milk, it has it's full of the, the silk protein. Okay. Okay. And that doesn't sure. sound so scary. That doesn't sound so scary. Yeah, yeah. So it went, when you look at them, they're, they're just these cute little goats. They just look like regular goats. Okay. They just okay. have some DNA spider stuff in them. Yes. Okay. The reason, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, why would they want to do that? Why would they want to have the silk protein in their milk? Which was what I was thinking. Um, okay. The reason that they do this is because the spider silk right now is, it's pretty valuable. Well, what I mean by that is it's really strong and it's really elastic. Okay. And so they're wanting to, I guess you could say maybe advance mankind, you know, with this because they can make a lot of things with this. Um, they actually say that it's around five times stronger than steel and it's about wow. three times stronger than Kevlar. And Kevlar is the stuff that they make bulletproof vests with. And I think also parts of tires are made out of Kevlar. Wow. Really? Just you wouldn't think something that looks so delicate and fragile would be so strong. And and you wouldn't think that. And and that's the thing. But I guess you can actually see it if you think about it like you have these flying insects. Like you may have a, a bee or a fly and it's going at like 15 or 20 miles an hour. But yet that um, that spider's web, it catches it because you would think that insect could just break through it because it's flying you know, so fast. That's but so it, true. Yeah, because it just it stretches, it doesn't snap with the insect, and it gets all tangled up in it. And and that's the properties that they're looking for. They want to harness those properties from that silk because they can make things like um, bulletproof vests. They want to make better, um, lighter weight bulletproof vests that are still as strong or stronger than the original ones, but much lighter weight. Um, they can also use it in sporting equipment. They, they were talking about, like, you know, the lines that fishermen use, like with the rod and reels, you know, they can use it for that. Okay. 
um, even making, like, airbags and tires. They were also saying that it can even be used to replace, like, ligaments and tendons in our body. Well, I mean, seriously, though, that's what I was thinking about because, you know, you think about it, the stretching. I mean, our bodies, our, our, our legs and arms and things, you know, the stretching and the pulling and, and the elasticity of our, yeah. imagine this in there. <laughs> yeah. If you have some type of replacement of some sort, imagine this being replaced in there. It will kind of freak me out a little bit in some ways because I'd be like, there's spider webs in my body. I know it's not that selfish, but that's probably what I'd be thinking. But, but yeah, but um, they, they can use it for that, and they even say that it doesn't cause inflammation in the human body. And they were wow. even saying that they could possibly use it to make safer suspension bridges. Now, that's saying a lot. That's saying, I mean, think about that. It can support a car. <laughs> cars, <laughs> you know, cars. So that yeah. that is fascinating, Jay. That is fascinating. So that that's why they did that. But I know a lot of people are probably thinking too. Well, why can't you just get it directly from the spiders? And they answered that question too. Um, basically, with spiders, they are cannibalistic and they're very territorial. So having a spider farm is not a viable option because basically they would just end up killing each other or eating each other. Yeah, it just wouldn't be a happy party. They wouldn't understand. They wouldn't understand the whole gist of this. You come in one day, you leave one day. They're all there. The next morning, you got like three standing. Like, hey. <laughs> like we did our thing. I'm sorry. Can you use us? <laughs> exactly. So, so no, we we can't. They can't have spider farms. So, so they saw that that wasn't going to work. So, I guess they were like, well, how can we produce the same silk? but without the spiders, so they came up with an idea. And they may have tried it on other mammals, too. I'm not totally certain, but I, I definitely know that they've done it with the goats. And hence you have spider goat farms where the goats produce that. And, you know, you just milk them the same way, but they have to go through this process of how they harness the, the silk out of there. And I think it's some type of very delicate process where they have to get it out some type of way. But, um, it, I mean, it's extremely fascinating. It sounds fascinating. I mean, it's just, I mean, my Lord. That that is just, from where you think it is, when you initially hear that, and what it actually is, it's really fascinating. It is, but here's the thing, though. When, When I initially read the article after I, you know, put my phone down and everything and I was thinking about it, I was like, it is fascinating, but on the other hand, it's a little bit scary because you're kind of playing around with genes and you're sort of crossing different things. And, and it, it just kind of, it, it creeps you out if you think about it too much because it's just like what if that gets in the wrong hands? Exactly. You know, exactly. because can we assume that everyone, and, and I'm sure like 99.9% of everyone in the scientific community is ethical. I'm sure of that. But what happens if you just may have that, small number that may not be as ethical or maybe they're what? curious and it's like what if you cross well, you, well, you, have, you, you know you have those things you see, I mean we've seen it you you have those things those people you know it's, it's reality you have those people that are going to do you know do no harm as you say and do things for the right cause to promote society community what have you but then you have those people that hey <laughs> if I could harness this and use this for this I could take over the world or, you know, whatever. You know, so you you have to think that way. You have to because we live in 
a society where you have people that exist like that. So yeah, and then and then I even think about like what what about the people who may have the best of intentions and they really don't have any ill intentions at all, but maybe they just, you know, the air is human. And what if you make a mistake and you cross something or you do something and you end up with something you didn't try to create? And Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that kind of puts you in a different room because you're thinking, well, I didn't mean to create this, but look what I've got. Exactly. You know, look what I have. And if someone else, maybe you're not, not the person that wants to use that, but if you put it out there and say, well, we were doing this testing, we were trying to do this, but we created this. And someone's out there thinking, I could use that. <laughs> I want that, you know. So it, it opens up a whole Pandora's box of possibilities of things coming out in good light, but also in bad light. Exactly. So it, it raises a lot of ethical issues, and just hopefully all of that will stay in the right hands. But, but then you kind of have that thought, too, what if something already exists out there that we know nothing about? What if, what if something is locked up in a cage somewhere that's part one thing, part another thing? And it sounds like really like science fiction or something, but you never know. You never know. You know What's what? I just, I just truly believe there's lots of stuff going on that we have no idea or we are not aware of. I just do. I yeah. just do. <laughs> it's just me. I just, I just think there's just way too much technology and things for us to know everything that's going on. Exactly. You know, so you never know. There might be a room somewhere, a building somewhere that has a basement. And in that basement, you might have some pages of various different things. So you never know. I know it sounds kind of far-fetched or whatever, but you don't know. You just don't. So, and technology yeah. these days is, is very far-reaching. It's very far-reaching, and it's becoming more and more advanced. So if you can think of, you know, things that we have now that we didn't have maybe, you know, 20 years ago, 20 years ago you would sit and think, you know, there's no way you can have a car that could actually drive a park itself, you know. Right. right. And you think about and you if you said that back then, people would think, you've lost your mind. Fast forward, we have a car that can drive a park itself. So you have to think if you have those things of what if you have, you know, fill in the blank, you know, it, it maybe it doesn't exist. We just don't, we haven't, we haven't seen it yet. And, you know, while I was searching the, I found something else about the transgenic goats, and I found that just today, just like an hour or so ago. There are also some articles out there, and I think I posted one on Facebook, uh, where there are some transgenic goats that have had human genes added. Really? Where they produce, um, they produce, something very similar to human breast milk. Wow. Mm-hmm. They wow. They had genes added for some of the proteins and enzymes found in human breast milk. Um, it hasn't been tested on humans. I think the only ones they've given it to have been, like, baby pigs because, okay. you know, with the human breast milk, it's supposed to be, you know, very healthy and it helps yeah. fight infections and stuff, and they found that it really does help the baby pigs and stuff. Now, I don't know what their larger aim is. I don't know if they plan on using it for humans. I didn't go as deep into those articles, but I was like, wow, that's fascinating, but then that could also be really scary too. Yeah, that can be scary, too. You know, it's it's just such a broad kind of a, you know, big, big thing of possibility and, and, and 
I don't want to say evilness. <laughs> yeah, for some people in, in the wrong hands, it could be, you know. It could be evil. It could, you know, there's goodness to it. There's the pros of it, and then there's the cons of it. And you want to get the pros because it could, you know, do a lot of good. And, and you could have things, you know, we're here fighting so many diseases and fighting so many, you know, things, and, and maybe some of this stuff could actually present cures. But in the same instance, what could it also bring out that wouldn't be such a good idea? Right. So it's it's it's, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's what I was just gonna say. Yes, yeah, a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. You get on there and you're doing good, but all of a sudden you just you know kind of snowball down and and where do you stop? Where how far do you go? How far do you go with this? You know, when right. do you say okay, we've gone as far as we need because the you know the human mind. When you are in that realm, your mind is always reaching further. How far, you know, if we've done this, what's the next step? You don't ever, I don't really think that there's ever a point where you say, okay, we've gone far enough until you get to a point where something has happened to the point where everything's being destroyed. <laughs> you know, so once you reach one milestone, the next, you know, kind of automatic thing is to say, well, if we did this, could we do this? That's how we've gotten to where we are now technology-wise because someone kind of said, well, we did this. What if we could make this do this? You know? Hey. So it's... Think about the atom bomb. I mean, think about all that energy, but think about what they did with it. I mean, I think it could have been used for a lot of good, but in that sense it was used for not so good. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, wow, look at what we've harnessed and... Wow, look at what we did with this. <laughs> look at what we destroyed. Look at what we destroyed. So, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword. It's a catch-22. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Pandora box, whatever, whatever else I can throw out there. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. It's, you know, it's scary. Cloning and, and things of that nature and, you have different ethical lines you might cross with it. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. You know, and you, you just sit and you listen to both sides and you can you can understand both sides because you, you, you see the pros of it, you know. You see the pros of cloning and and the good that it can do, the cloning of animals, so to speak, and, and things of that nature. But you also see cloning as an act of creation. You know, and then you kind of get into that line of being the creator. And if you are, you know, believing in God and things of that nature, do you want to even go into that area? You know, right? Are you stepping into God's role? Exactly. You know, so it 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 has its 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 pros of, you know, you could do as a as opposed to cloning animal breeding. You never know when you breed an animal that animal might come out sick. So you can't really rely on that. But if you cloned an animal that had, you know, was healthy, perfect genes and everything, you clone it, you get another animal that's perfect, perfect genes, which, you know, could 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 be good. Right. But, you know, but you also, cloning is, is you know, not a cheap thing to do. <laughs> I didn't know it was that expensive. I knew it was expensive. <laughs> no. I didn't know it was that expensive. No. <laughs> Didn't know, and you just get into all the different areas of, of cloning. And people, you know, like you say, putting it in the wrong hands of, of, you know, 
people? You get somebody that can clone it. Do you stop at cloning animals? What if we, you know, because I know people are thinking of cloning people. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because you've you got to think about people who maybe have lost their child or something tragically exactly. or whatever, and you know in that state of grief it might cross their mind, and they're like, you know, get some of their DNA. You know, I'll, I'll you know, I want them back, you know. Well, you know the movie, I mean, not necessarily child, but you remember that movie Pet Cemetery? Yeah. I just watched the movie yesterday. It is so sure. weird that you brought that up. Yeah. Pet I just Cemetery. watched it yesterday. Pet Cemetery was a little wicked, but because you, mm-hmm. you're thinking, you know, the whole thing of, and I don't know if that was cloning. That wasn't necessarily cloning. It was just a cemetery you would bury and the, the pet would come back. But it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he did that with his son after yeah. his son got hit by the 18-wheeler and he buried his son up there and his son came back, but, of course, he wasn't the same. It wasn't the same, and, it, you know, I was reading about the whole cloning of, of dogs because, you know, they they do that now. <laughs> you, you can actually clone your dog, which I was like, really? Okay, because I had heard about it, of, of, of actually cloning your, your you know, animal or having people yeah. actually get this done. And there's a place in South Korea <laughs> that will clone your animal for you if, if you so like. Really? Um, Yes, there's a, uh, what is it, SUAM Biotech Research Foundation um, will actually clone your, your dog for you. You kind of have to go through, you know, certain steps that, you you know, you have to get genes from the, the animal before it, it actually um, passes away, and you send those there, and they keep them, and then when it actually happens, you they send those off, and they, you know, I think it takes about six months or something like that, and you get your puppy back. Um <laughs> And, you know, you, you get you get essentially, you know, the gene makeup of what your dog was. The question right. is, is that the same? Would that dog have the same, you know, behavioral mannerisms as your, your previous dog? And they can't really, like, say, yes, it will. But, you know, they're, more so they're saying if you put that dog in the same environment that the other dog was in and let them, you know, have the same experiences and things, maybe you could get a close kind of, uh, clone, so to speak, of your dog. So it's, yeah, I'm sure it would be very similar, but I guess you would still have to keep in mind it's still not the actual dog that you had, yes. just yes. like how identical twins aren't actually the same person because they, they are clones. Because I was reading that and I thought that was really interesting that clones do occur in just normal life because identical twins are clones of each other. They came yeah. from the same egg, they're same, the same genetic material, but they're two different people. So I guess you have to keep in mind if you even cloned a pet or a person, it's still not going to be that that same, you know, pet. It would just, it would be very similar. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's it's similar, but I don't think, I mean, to me, I just don't think you get, I mean, and as we've spoken, you know, we've spoken about our dogs and our cats and everything, and, and you know, my boomer, everybody knows my boomer. You know, I think mm-hmm. if I would, you know, have cloned him, I just don't think I would, I would get a dog that I could love and that, but I just don't think I would get boomer back. His Essence, his soul, and I know a lot of people say, you know, my dog had a soul. Um, His soul, (laughs) you know, everything back. I think I would get probably a great, another dog that looked like him, but I think he would, he or she would be their own, well, he would be their own um, person, so to speak, with lack of being a person, their own entity, you know. I I don't think I would get 
Because you just like Missy. Do you think you could find another Missy with the same characteristics and everything that Missy does? I just don't think you get that back. Well, no, and and I think if she passed away, I would not want to do that because I don't know. It would just be kind of weird. It, yeah. it, it, it in some ways it might be comforting, but I would still know that that cat is not Missy. I mean, genetically in every way, physically it would look the same as her. But like you said, soul wise, I yeah. still know that that's not Missy. I could still love that cat, and it would give me comfort, perhaps to an extent. But I don't think that I would do it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, for me, I don't. Even if I did do it, it I wouldn't look at that as being, you know, boomer. It would be a dog. I wouldn't even know because some people, like, clone them and they, you know, call them the same name as the other dog and everything. And I'm just like, this This is a great dog, but this is not that dog. Right. It's, it's just, it's not that dog. I just don't see it as, as I would see it as it being the same. If you just want another dog to look like that dog, okay, yeah. But I just... There's a connection, and maybe it's just me. And I would think a lot of other animal owners, the connection you have with your specific pet, each of them have a own their own personality, their own, you know, characteristics that make them who they are. And I don't know if that can be replicated. For me, I no. just don't think that that can be replicated. It just, you know, I couldn't. There was only one boomer. There will only ever be one boomer. And people might come close. Dogs might come close, but there was only one. I agree. I yeah. agree. Did did you also see though that clones they don't tend to live very long? Exactly. Some of them don't really that. live, and they have some of them. Well, quite a few of them have birth defects. You know, they have yeah. increased birth weight. They have that large offspring syndrome. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that you know, I was reading, looking at that because I didn't realize that they they really they're not they haven't really perfected it. I mean, I know it's mm-hmm. not perfected, but it, it's it's one of those things where one of the cons is. You know, it's very, very expensive. So to try to actually focus on this as something that's legitimately what we're doing and we're going to try to do, it's very, very expensive. And the result, the end result, a lot of times isn't, you know, it doesn't really balance out the cost of it and and the time that you put into it because they aren't really born healthy a lot of the times and they don't live long. They don't live long. So that's something that I think would have to be addressed even if they decided to you know, focus on cloning as something that, yeah, this is something we're going to use as a way to prolong or, or another food source or, or extension, you know, extension things to pro- endangered species, so to speak, or whatever. You know I, what, I just pictured Jurassic Park with that, and that yeah. freaks me out about the endangered. Now, I understand for some of the endangered species, and I really think that's cool, but I just wouldn't want them to try to go and get DNA from a fossil or something because I'm just like, please yeah, don't, don't, don't mess around and bring back a T-Rex or do something. I know, like pterodactyl, that. I just don't want to walk outside my house, and there it is. And it's like, <laughs> what the crap? This is going to be a bad day. <laughs> This is gonna be a fact. You know, I'm gonna go back in and get back in the bed. You can just, just I don't even. I'm just gonna go back. I'm gonna call in sick today. Cause this is gonna be. But you know what? I don't think that would help you because I could just see him taking the roof off. Basically, but you know what? I'm gonna act like I didn't see it, and I'm just. What do you do? I like you can run. It's like, what do you do? So I'm just gonna turn around. And like, okay, I'm dreaming. I'm going back in, back in the bed or under the bed or in something, and just, just. Act like, please, you know, I didn't see it. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that outside. I didn't see that outside because that right there, when you start messing with you can actually bring, can you imagine some of the things that they would bring back 
Yeah, like saber-toothed tigers or some crap, you know. I don't even know if they can get the DNA from fossils, but in case they can, I mean, just think about it once again, that slippery slope. Slippery freaking slope. Sorry. (laughs) That's just like, you just don't, you know, forget about having to deal with, you know, you're walking out seeing a saber-toothed tiger in your front yard. It's not a way to start your day. I'm sorry. There's no here kitty kitty with that. <laughs> no, there's no here kitty kitty. Kitty would be like, what the crap is this? And you know, you know, another, you know what, I think we're going to end up going over a little bit on this, so I'm just going to say to all my live listeners, make sure you um, check this show in the archives because we're probably going to be a few minutes over, so we're about to lose our time in about a minute as far as the live show, but be sure to just check us out in the archives because at the end of this, I'm also going to make an announcement about next week's episode. But I just wanted to say, too, you know, we didn't even um, get to talk about Dolly at all. Yes, yes. Because she was the original clone, you know, animal clone, Dolly the sheep. Dolly started the whole thing. Dolly was on Time Magazine. I never knew Dolly was actually on Time. I don't know if that was her on Time Magazine, but I was was like, Dolly made time, okay. <laughs> Which I would think so, you know. Of course, things that are important in our history and our culture make it on the cover of Time Magazine, and Dolly was right up there, and, and she was the original. You know, she started it all. Yeah, you know, and she, um, she I didn't know she had three moms. Did she really? I was reading that because they said one of the mothers provided the egg, another one provided the DNA, and another one actually carried her to term. So she had three wow. different moms. I did not know that. And she went on to be a mom herself. Did she, but she is actually she has gone since passed on, hasn't she? Yeah, she um she passed away. They actually euthanized her in February of '03. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, she she had a progressive lung disease and severe arthritis. Okay. And you wonder about that, you know? You wonder if that was part of the cloning. You know, was that, you know, of course they say you're not, a lot of them don't turn out to be healthy. And what was a part of it that made her the original, you wonder if the original sheep was, had those problems or something. You know, I don't know. And and they were saying that um, that form of, she actually had a form of lung cancer that's common with sheep. They say it's pretty common with indoor sheep. So they're saying that they're not really sure whether the fact that she was a clone had anything to do with it because some other sheep in that herd had died from the same disease. But um, with her, of course, she was indoors all the time because they, you know, I guess because it was known she was a clone and she was famous and everything, they they couldn't just let her be out and about. So that probably contributed too. But she also didn't live as long as um, most of those sheep do because I think their normal life expectancy is like 11 to 12 years, and she only lived like 6.5 years. Okay, half that time. Okay. Wow. Another interesting theory that they have, which which I'm not sure some people are saying, is that maybe some of the clones don't live as long because genetically they are actually the same age as the donor. Oh, I never thought about that. So technically, like, say, if you made a clone of me, you know, even though it would be a baby and all that, when it comes out, it might be genetically the age that I am now, even though it's a baby, and so therefore it wouldn't live as long. 
Yeah. Well, you think about it because basically you're taking those genes at the time, at that age of whatever that was. Right. You know, so that could be. That could be it. That could be it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that that's interesting because they said um, it's some part of um, of the DNA called a telomere or something like that, and they say that as you get older, they tend to get shorter, and in Dolly's, hers were short, you know. But they say that's not necessarily true with every clone, but they say in hers, hers were much shorter, and that, that's an indication of aging. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, well, then the thing about it is is you think about, okay, so you would think that you would have to take those genes from that particular animal right when they're coming out, you know, right when they're born, so to speak, mm-hmm. to, to make sure that, I wonder if they've ever done that. I don't know. I wonder if they've ever done that. Because, you know, they have, they have different ways of cloning because I think with Dolly, they did it one way, and now they've kind of advanced on because I, I know there's some way where they can actually take, like, a specialized cell, like a, your liver cell or a cell from a particular organ, and they can take that and kind of convert it back to the same type of cell of when you're, like, first forming. You know, they can take that specialized roll out of it. And then they have another type of way that they can do it. So I forgot which one they did on Dolly. It could have been they, they did it. I think they did hers from the, a specialized cell. It came from a particular organ of the sheep that she was cloned from. Okay. All right. Wow. I mean, this is so fascinating to me. I mean, it is so Because fa- I just started reading all this stuff, and I was and it just started, it's like a hole that you just go deeper and deeper and deeper, and one thing leads you to another thing to another thing, to another thing, and you're like, whoa. It, well, what, it, did you, what did you find out you were going to tell me about the cats that glow or something? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, since we're on the whole issue <laughs> of, 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 you know, transferring of DNA to see if it kind of replicates into another uh, animal of the same species, I was doing some reading. <laughs> you know me. You know us. You know us, I know. You know us. Was doing some reading and came across Korea. I tell you, they are like up and on it <laughs> with the whole cloning and the transferring DNA. In South Korea, there are there was this this I don't know experiment or whatever that was done with glow in the dark cats, <laughs> and wow. they are they are genetically modified cats with fluorescent pigmentation in their skin that causes them to glow under the UV light. And the researchers, the researchers cloned them to see if the cloned cat would actually carry the fluorescence. You know, if you put them under the UV light, would they glow? And doggone it if they didn't glow. <laughs> so the next time they did it, and successfully they carried the fluorescent gene to the next generation of the, the cat. And, and I'm just like, what's the point? I know. <laughs> It's Why like, would they do this? I, I, I think they wanted to just, I mean, I think it's one of those things just to see, you know, the same way if we took the, you know, healthy genes with the other clone pet be or, or animal be healthy. That was one of those things, and I guess this was one of the things to see, okay, we didn't do anything, you know, we didn't modify this cat in any way. We just took the genes of the cat that was modified, we cloned it, now we just want to see if, Without it being modified, if this new cat would glow, 
and it glowed. <laughs> it glowed. That's I'm picturing you know. Missy just glowing. I'm picturing her just glowing. You know, you see all of a sudden you're just getting up to go to the restroom in the middle of the night and you just see something like, you know. freak me out. Just glowing the dark green kind of thing walking by and you're like, Missy's like, what? What? <laughs> that would, or you wake up and you know how cats kind of get up in the bed and get on your chest and stuff? Yes. Just wake up and there's like the green hornet or something <laughs> You know, I would have um, a moment of just, I would have to come to myself, and then I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I didn't mean to move you. <laughs> I just think of Slimer. I, I just remember Slimer from the Ghostbusters, and he was, like, glowing in fluorescent green or whatever. No, I, I, I'll pass on that one. We I just don't, you know, I don't want a kryptonitic cat going on. <laughs> I don't want that, but I just. You know, I just came across that, and I thought, I don't even know. There's so many things that have been done that I'm just, just ignorant to. <laughs> I was thinking, really? <laughs> really? Some glow-in-the-dark cats? Okay. I heard of the fish. I heard of the glow-in-the-dark fish, but not glow-in-the-dark cats. Okay. Apparently. Well, South Korea. Well, hats off to you, South Korea. That's um, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, th- this has been a fascinating topic. We may have to revisit this we because I like, feel there's it. a lot more out there. Yeah, you know, this is one of those topics that you get into one part of it and it sort of like branches out to another topic and that branches out to something else. Well, you literally, we could talk about this all day long, Jay. We could really talk about yes, this all day Yes, we could. Yes, we could because I... I <laughs> I keep picturing now a pterodactyl just flying in the neighborhood. and You know, you're going, you're sitting out on the back, and you're thinking, this is a great day, and all of a sudden you get this pterodactyl swoop down in your yard, and you're like, hmm, things just got real. So, <laughs> it, just, it just got real for a second. It was, I mean, can you imagine? Because if you think about it, you know, we laugh about it, but if they could take it from the fossils, and it could be possible. That could be something that's real, real, you know. Yeah, yeah, it could get really, real quick because they really think quick. that they can house that those things. You know, like I think they tried to do on Jurassic Park where they have them like isolated in like a version of a zoo or something. Yeah, so exactly. things could break out. I mean, think can about it. A T Rex happen. People take you know breaks or something, and they don't watch the door. So things get out. I'm sorry. Things get out, and then everybody gets out, and everybody wants to follow, and then all of a sudden you've got some stuff going on in California or something like that. <laughs> you, know, this, you got, you know, CNN coming on saying, uh, we have breaking news out of California or Alabama or wherever you want. Yeah. Okay. And you're thinking, well, what is it this time? We have had a pterodactyl break. <laughs> and how do you catch one? How do you catch it once it gets out? What do you do? First of all, who wants to catch it? Because I want to, like, pat those people on the back and say, thank you. Uh, <laughs> who wants to be the brave soul to go and take that mission on? And, you know, <laughs> but someone would have to have that job because if they brought those things back, there would have to be, like, pterodactyl wranglers and T-Rex wranglers or something. You got your, you got your TV wranglers that are going out to get the TVs back, so. Where are we going? Where are we going? How did we get here? 
We've gone too far, Jay. Yeah, we're we're not going to turn this into the drunk show. That was last no. week. We got in a, in a laughing frenzy. I really enjoyed this. We're going to have to do a part two. We're we going to have to do a part two. See what else we can find. This is this is kind of gone up there with the paranormal part two. This has to be, you know, Spider Ghost part two. So exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, everybody, make sure you, you know, read some articles about the spider ghosts. Look at the video of them. I post it on Facebook. I hope it plays. If not, you know, make sure that y'all, you know, read about them and look at them. They're really cute. I mean, they, they look like The initial pictures I first saw were a little scary. But when yeah, I realized those were fake, those were fake. When I realized those were fake, I was thinking, well, that's good. And then when I saw the actual picture, I'm like, it's a goat. It's just a cute little goat. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, no. Not not the not the, the the creepier one was the the spider with the goat hair. Yeah, I know. I just want to say to uh to our friends in India, to our, our particular friend in India, Sarat, you know, don't let the the creepy spider goat scare you. It's fake. <laughs> I don't think you like spiders. So it's fake. It's fake. And you know what? Some of those pictures are actually on. Um, our Facebook page, some of them have been posted, some, some of our members on there, um, we have pictures of that. So if you would like to see how people kind of use their imaginations and and um, I forget what that, what do you call that program where you can like doctor on pictures and turn them into what you wanted? Photoshop? I guess they photoshopped them. Photoshopped it. Photoshopped it. <laughs> yeah, and thank, thank the Lord and hopefully that there's, there's not any creature like that that exists somewhere locked up that we don't know about. We don't want any real, literal spider goats. We don't want that. We really, I'm just personally going to just stand up to that and say, I really don't want any <laughs> spider goats. I just really don't. I don't like spiders. I love goats, but I don't like spiders. And just the idea of it just makes me want to just run somewhere quickly. But But I like how you said that you would still throw it a piece of baloney. When I your email yeah. yesterday, your nurturer still came out, and you was like, I, I threw it a piece of baloney. I still, you know, I saw the picture, and it freaked me out, and I was like, you know, but, you know, I would still throw it a piece of baloney. I just would be running and screaming while I did it. I would be throwing it over my back, and saying, here, eat this. Leave me alone. You know, I would still, because that's just the animal lover in me, I would still give it some baloney. But I don't you know. That once again brings up an ethical issue. If they ever did mess around and create some type of hybrid creature or whatever, should that creature, even though it would be very terrifying, but would PETA step in and say, hey, this is still, even though it's a brand new creature, brand right. new animal, does it still have the same rights as any other animal? Should I don't know. I, and know. I would think, you know, I don't know. That's a question. I would think that, you know, an animal is an animal is an animal. You know, yeah. so you, you're going to protect the goats and you're going to, you know, I guess spiders. Are spiders animals? <laughs> I don't think they count them as such because even when I was doing the research, like on the um, animal experimentation, and that's heavier, I'm not going to get into that, but I noticed, like, they said that, like, rats and birds don't have the same people, like, looking out for them. Not necessarily Peter, but there's some alliance where they have to treat animals a certain way when they're doing the experimentation. They have to give them anesthesia or certain things to ease the pain and suffering. They don't have that same allowance for birds and rats. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, But I don't think, you know, spiders, that they're sort of, they're arachnids. So, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're something totally different. 
Yeah, okay. Well, you know. Uh, mm. okay. I've often thought about the rights of insects, too, because we tend to just kill insects and not think about it. You know, Nothing about it. Not, you know, I'm guilty of it. I have. Oh, I, I know I am, especially if it's a roach. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to act like I haven't because I have squashed a two, you know, a couple, 16 maybe. <laughs> I have. I know there are people out there that love them, and, and, and I am so sorry. But when it's on me, it's fair game. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fair game. I'm sorry. As I can, I will there are people out there who, who feel like you, you shouldn't even squash a bug, you know. But, yeah. but like you said, I'm very guilty of that, you know. As a, but that's something to ponder, you know. Yes. Yes. You know, hey. But, I'm not going to get it, but hey. Okay. So <laughs> this has been a great show, show Jay. Love yes, it has. Show. And, and we, we've got another interesting one coming up for next week. Um, next week we're tackling Urban Legends Animal mm-hmm. Edition. Ooh. You know how you got the, the alligators in the sewer? You know, the different urban legends where you, you don't know if they're true. Some of them you, you pretty much know it's, it's just a legend, but then you got the ones where you're not so sure. Well, honey, so, I'm telling you, there, there was a show, and I don't want to get into it because we'll talk about it next week. But for a minute, I think I saw a show about an alligator being in the sewer system, and for for a 